this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Five, six, seven, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ditto Project with Gigi and Amina. It says Amina on it. Oh, I'm sorry, you all. Um. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. It's on the flyer. It says with Gigi and Amina because those are our nicknames. But yeah. my name is Amina. And I'm Yajita. Yes. So, um, if you hear us going back and forth between the two, obviously we're the same people. Yeah, Gigi is Yajita. Yes. And Mina so, is Amina. Literally. But you know what's crazy? Literally, we have been best friends for 10 years. She's the only person that does not call me Mina. Like, in my, out of my family. Because her name friends. is Amina. Yes, it is. But you don't call me Gigi. I, like, I don't. Yeah, because my name is Yajita. That's just how we know each other. Yeah. Okay, so yes, welcome to the Ditto Project. You also probably hear us say like TDP because I feel like that's a shorter version, a little more. And it's cute. Yeah, a little more easy on the ears. Um, but why did we name it the Ditto Project? You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> kind of our vision. So we were, which we'll talk about a little bit later. We had um, a podcast before that we were trying to do, and the name for that podcast eight twenty somethings was pretty good. Yeah. If y'all are OG, you know, supporters, y'all know about 20-somethings. Yeah. Um, but so we were looking for obviously a different name for this podcast. And we were going through, we knew we wanted to have something like catchy. So we knew we wanted to do what was it, project? Yeah, something, club, something or, like the project, something the Yeah, yeah. And so then we were thinking about what words would really show what we're targeting throughout the podcast. And you'll see this like in our bio. Um when we talk what we're really going for is like relatability and so obviously we did not want to call ourselves the relatability project that's just <laughs> ugly um so we were looking into like okay what communicates relatable and ditto came about yeah basically because it's like everything that we hope to talk about on here we really want it to be like things that other people are going through have experienced or are about to go through so it's like Oh my gosh, honestly, same. Like, ditto, yeah. I went through the same thing. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm also struggling with that or thriving yeah. in that area. So, yeah, that's basically how we came up with the project. So, mm -hmm. if you want to post something online with a little TDP hashtags, you know, ditto, like you know, you know the vibe. While we're on the topic, and we kind of already talked about it a little bit with relatability, but what would you say is the mission or the vision or like the focus, the central focus of TDP? Yeah, we really, like we said, we wanted to be relatable content, casual conversations. Like, my vision for this is kind of like, we have very long FaceTime calls. Very long. Where we will talk about <laughs> literally anything under the sun. So, this is kind of our platform for bringing you onto our FaceTime calls. We're two young, black, Muslim women. Um, so, I feel like we have a lot of just intersecting identities and experiences that we can share. And even if you're not a woman or even if you're not necessarily 23 years old even if you're not muslim um i still feel like there's so many different things that we can pull on that we have in common and we just want to be able to share those different perspectives and hope that you all find some type of commonality um if there's anything that we can offer we would love to be able to offer that and there are things that we from already seeing from what uh you all have been engaging with like on the instagram yeah y'all been hitting us up yeah for real like literally you all have things to share too so you know we'll see, explore opportunities for that in the future but yeah yeah okay well i think that really sums up tdp so before we jump into the meat of today's discussion that we're gonna have um which you'll know by now because you'll see it as the name of this podcast or this episode but just a little bit about who we are. I'll let Amina go first, just maybe introducing ourselves. Um, just a brief synopsis of who you are, you know, so that people know. Yes, this is. Okay, so obviously, my name is Amina. You call me Amina, you call me Amina. I don't care. I'm 23. I'm an Aquarius. I'm not a super Zodiac fanatic. I don't think either of us are, but no. sometimes I feel like... They'd be, be a little on point. Um, but I'm an Aquarius sun for all y'all who know your whole charts. I'm a Cancer rising in a Capricorn moon. Um, I went to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, I graduated in 2020 with a degree in community health. Um, obviously, live in Chicago 
and I work in like legal and finance operations. I'm not about to put my whole job title and everything on here. If you want to looking people up, you know, literally. If you want to know all of that, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, crying. Further discussions there. Um, but yeah, I've been working in this for about a year, and before that, I was in healthcare and like health administration. So yeah. Did you say what your major was? Yeah, community okay. health. Okay, great. Um, so I'm also a college grad. I am 22, about to turn 23 in like literally one month almost. Um, my name is Yajita. I already said that earlier. Um, I'm, I live in Chicago, but I'm not a Chicago native. I'm from Cleveland. Very, very, No, very, she's very, not. Very, very, very. I hope that listen, everybody on listen. this podcast, she claims Cleveland, Ohio over listen. Chicago. She lived there until she was like a year old. It doesn't matter. It may have been a very small amount of time, but it's in my heart. And that's all. My heart is not even over here. It's in my heart. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Um, me and her, fun fact, we actually work together. Um, I am strictly in the finance side of things. Finance and grants management. I really love my job. I've been there for like ever since college um and for college i went to depaul university i don't necessarily rep depaul university not a lot of pride there but it is a great <laughs> school um and my major was finance yes. uh, that's a little bit about me oh i'm a gemini which you probably guessed by my birthday is in a month i don't know my moon and sun i'm not that deep in it but i am a gemini the gemini would be your son that's the major one that everybody oh knows. okay she doesn't know her my rising son her is moon. But you know, I took it once and I, it said that like all three were Gemini. And I was like, oh, oh. this can't be right. I feel like that's not no, right. That's, some people have that. That sounds crazy. No. Like I'm a two-faced crazy person. Oh my gosh. But, I'm screaming. All right. So, um, do you want to kick us off with our topic? Yes. Um, so, as you all have seen on the Instagram story, we have been gathering so much information and feedback about what you all would like to hear about and talk about on this podcast. Um, and obviously for us, we kind of had an idea of where, where we wanted to go from the start. We wanted to kind of talk about the eras of your 20s, but we kind of wanted to hear what you all wanted to discuss and we kind of focused, focused in on that. Um, so if you remember and you participated, we had a question on the Instagram that said, um, what three words would you use to describe the era of life you're in? So we had the number one word that they said was their growth um or growing era mm -hmm. so this podcast episode obviously is called in my growth era um but other words that came up a lot were like acceptance patience soft girl um consistency feminine gratitude reflection ambitious i mean the list is extremely long very um, lengthy y'all won't see it on the podcast but if you see like this um on my ipad on the video it was a and lot we love and appreciate it thank yeah. you for your response no seriously because yeah. that gave us a lot of content yeah and things to just think about yeah. um but yeah you want to move us forward with like the kind of what does it mean to kind of be in a growth era what do you think uh that means i feel like growth era is so needy like you can grow in so many ways. You can grow in physical. Like, obviously, we all grow from being a baby to being an adult. You can grow mentally. You can grow spiritually. You can grow, um, you know, educationally. So I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you can grow. But when I think about being in my growth era, especially with relation to the points that, like, the other um, eras that people said they were in, mm -hmm. I feel like it's really just about elevation mainly yeah. like going from where you were once upon a time to a different point in time and really nobody else can say what your growth area is for you what growth looks like for you because today you could be doing one thing and ne the next day you're doing something totally different and mm -hmm. nobody really recognizes that change in you except for you mm -hmm. so i feel like it's just really about moving from point a to point b elevating ascending just being better in mm -hmm. life no, definitely. Mm -hmm. That just makes me think about when we first tried to make our podcast. <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, I mean, we have reasons for why we canceled that. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it in full transparency. I think mm -hmm. we're both very transparent people, mm -hmm. um, at least on like a general scale. Yeah. Um, so kind of with like, let's, we started our old podcast in the summer of what, was it 2020 or 21? 
I felt like it was 21. 21, okay. Yeah, 21. Summer of 21. Um, this was like a year after we graduated college. It was still mm -hmm. during COVID. So mm -hmm. it was like, everything hadn't gone back to normal yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, we were like, okay, we're in our 20-somethings. We're going through all these changes after graduation. We're working Let's like talk about it. Big girl jobs and all these yeah. different types of things. Mm -hmm. But what do you think was like our kind of frame of mind during that era? It was just... I was, was young, I'm wow, just yeah. doing anything <laughs> mentally, literally, like, we were just all over the place, yeah. there, all over. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was kind of like the epitome of just, like, young and dumb, like, yeah. just want to talk about whatever, do whatever, not like we were out here committing crimes and doing right, anything crazy right. like that, but just, like, not really having wisdom in mm -hmm. what it is that we want to share, yeah. um, and kind of just... You know, we're like, we're just having fun experiences, yeah. and we're just going to talk about that on the internet. But it's like, I think now, two years later, we try to be, we're much more intentional, I think, with yeah. everything that we do. Um, and I think even, you know, we don't know who's going to watch this podcast or like, right. you know, how seriously you all take these things. But I think now, especially when it comes to social media, anything that I share um, with other people. I just try to be intentional with like yeah. my words, my yeah. experiences and the perspective that I'm speaking from. Like, yeah. don't speak on things you don't have the wisdom not to speak about or you don't have some type of like, right. you haven't studied information about it or you don't have like things that are good to share. Yes. And, and what you're saying really makes me think of like literally where we're talking about elevation and moving to a different phase that you know, when we, and we rewatched um, some clips yeah. from 20 somethings before we made this, mm -hmm. and disgusted is such a strong word, but it was so cringe. Like, I mean, it was like, <laughs> uh, uh, like, just very, just uh, talking to talk. Yeah, like, literally. Literally just anything, talking to talk. Anything. And I think when we were coming up with this, especially with talking about relatability, we're never, or, I can't tell the future but I don't feel like we're gonna look back on this and be like mm, what were we talking about here you know mm -hmm. we may be like wow I'm so much wiser now you know I was talking yeah. about growth here but look at all the growth I've experienced now but it's not our intention to talk about any topics that we're gonna look back and be like did you really say that or like yeah. Yeah. who were you at that time so I think really that shows a level of growth just in two years of striving to be somebody that we can be proud of, our family, our community, our spiritual community. Everybody can be proud of our friends um, and not so much, oh, hiding ahead, we young, 21, doing whatever we want to do, thinking whatever we want to think, saying whatever we want to say. Because that, like Amina said, that does have impact and we need to be more intentional. So. Yeah, definitely. So that's a super, a super heavy point that we hope you all can like feel. Um from like what we're talking about and what we engage with on the Instagram. We don't want to just post just to post and like take up space and hear our own voices just to do it. We hope that it's something that like has a positive impact. Um, yeah. Even when it comes to most simple topics. But in terms of this growth era um, discussion, at what point for you? I feel like this is such a loaded topic, but to mm -hmm. kick it off, mm -hmm. what era of your life did you think or what time period do you think you experienced the most? Mm hmm that's a loaded question um I feel like when I think about the most distinct changes and I'm a person who I'm a Gemini after all you know there's multiple sides to me and I'm a person who I feel like one year does not look like the next year and that's true in both of our case like we just said with the podcast you know who would have thought right now when we were creating that podcast and we were so like opinionated and all of this who would have thought in just two years we would be here and I think even last year, you know, we didn't have the same mindset we had now, but even last year we would have been grown from that point. So I feel like all the time I'm changing, but when I think of like a chapter closed for real, for real, I actually think of high school to college. Really? High school to college is it for me because I don't know that girl. Like. <laughs> I don't know her. I, really? I I don't know her. If I saw her tomorrow, I would not recognize her because my thoughts, my identity, my beliefs, everything about me, I feel like has changed since high school. And you might say like, well, this was supposed to happen. You were a kid then and now you're grown now and this, that, and the third. But it's just in such a very, I don't know if visceral is the right word, but in a very visceral way. Like, mm -hmm. 
everything about myself when people bring up stuff from that time period I'm like I said that like <laughs> I can't even fathom you know being in that position so I can talk about that for days but I definitely think it was high school to college for me what mm -hmm. about for you I think for me it was definitely from college graduation to now hands mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. um I think so and kind of so I guess to kind of sum it up would be like the COVID era mm -hmm. um I feel like everybody had learned so much about themselves during mm -hmm. COVID but for me it was also such a transformational time because it was like I'm going you go from high school to college and that's like you go from the shelter of like your parents home to like being out in the real world mm -hmm. but you're in the real world in the sense of you're also around other college age students yeah. every young adults who are all it's kind of still protected in a way yeah. even though you do have freedom and independence yeah um and then leaving from college to now the real 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 world yeah um it was like i don't know there are so many more responsibilities i had um mm -hmm. so many things that i had to make decisions for with myself mm -hmm. um and i think i just had to like determine what is my identity going to be from here on out like yeah. whatever I felt like anything that I have done within the past three years have been some of the most formative like yeah thing aspects mm -hmm. of my personality because mm -hmm. it's like what I choose to do now what I engage in now this is kind of setting me up for the trajectory for the rest of my life yeah literally so now I'll get yeah. more into that but yeah so with that um you know, obviously there are different stages of growth that you can experience, but I think I just want to, you know, talk about like your internal growth versus your external growth and maybe like in that time period or in your life in general, what were some things that, you know, you were like, okay, this is external growth and maybe that was manifested from the internal growth, but what were like the distinct things? This is external versus this is really more of that internal growth and work. Yeah, I think externally um, it was obviously an environmental change going from college town to coming back to Chicago I had never been an adult living in Chicago yeah um I think that was the first time I had to like actually get a real job I've always had a job since I was like 15 years right. old but obviously Period. it's like no I'm actually starting my real career yeah and that even that was so Thankfully, somehow everything always ended up working out for me, but it yeah. was chaotic. Like, yeah. trying to get established in my career during COVID, like, I thank God that, like, everything worked out, but it definitely was difficult. Yeah. Um. So going from, like, oh, I'm just a little front desk person um, working at a student, um, a student building on campus um, mm -hmm. to, like, no, what are you, what are you, what are your career goals, like, long term, and what is this first role is going to kick it off yeah um, so I think shifting from college town to Chicago switching from little side jobs to a real full-time career mm -hmm. um, and I think spiritually like that is absolutely the most actually no I think those are my external things spiritually is an internal thing mm -hmm. um, externally I guess the last thing would be like that was my first time having an apartment in the city I always mm -hmm. had an apartment in, on uh, campus so like mm -hmm. I had like four apartments or three apartments um but this was my first time like getting an apartment in Chicago and let me tell y'all I was like so I was like I just had like this dream life that mm -hmm. I wanted to live and I am definitely that person I'm gonna do whatever it takes to live that dream life and every aspect of that dream life has to be into place and that goes to my apartment my car every little thing um and that was kind of honestly when I started but then I finally had the resources to support it if that makes sense because like oh like I finally have my real job and mm -hmm. can support these things versus in college like oh I want to create this life for myself but you don't have the resources to do it and you're so overworked and overwhelmed with schoolwork and all that type of stuff honestly I think that my internal shifts and growth happen after these major things mm -hmm. um I think that I've always been a very focused person <laughs> very driven mm -hmm. um and I think that in terms of like getting things done whether it was related to my career um or getting my like first apartment and all these different types of things I had a goal and I knew what it would take to get yeah. those goals mm -hmm. so I don't think it was much growth 
was needed. Um, I think growth was needed in other areas, but in mm -hmm. terms of that, honestly, I just that's just kind of always been how I've been. I know what it takes to get to something, and yeah. my whole life had kind of been operating like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it didn't take much out of me to like, okay, this is the next level, and these are the steps I'm going to have to take to get to this next level. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to kind of go off a little bit, my growth internally that happened the most was like in my mindset and beliefs um kind of after that period I think so it was like new job that I like it's in my career boom apartment mm -hmm. got it car got it all these different types of things mm -hmm. and then I was like okay I'm back in the city and you know what I can do take my butt to the mosque I'm literally yes. that was when yes, development that was mm -hmm. when it all like started to change yeah now obviously anybody who knows me like i'm a muslim i'm in the nation of islam mm -hmm. i was born a muslim born in the nation of islam so it's not like this was something new mm -hmm. to go yeah. to the mosque but yeah to go from going once or twice a year like when i come home for breaks to being like oh you can go every week you can go most times, times every week. week. Like Lord, it's mercy. like okay, is this something I really want to like commit to? And I've been registered. Um, I've been a part of like I made the commitment to be part of the Nation of Islam to be a Muslim when I was 15 years old. Actually, mm -hmm. that like I said, I'm 23 now. But because I made that decision so early, I definitely had to do a reassessment of like as an adult. Now that I have more freedom, now that I do have more choices, like, am I really, really committed to this? And I think mm -hmm. that's when everything started to change for that me. That mindset, um, yeah. Because it's like, if you're going to be committed, you have to make lifestyle adjustments. You have mm -hmm. to you have to grow and change in your thinking about everything. Mm -hmm. um, and me finally being back in Chicago mm -hmm. um, and, like, you can go to the mosque or you cannot go to the mosque. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you go to the mosque... You're going to have to, <clears throat> excuse me, and if you go to the mosque, you're going to have to commit to living a certain type of way mm -hmm. and being a certain type of woman, mm -hmm. and just so much comes with that. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through a period of like, will I or won't I? Like, like is this what I really want? Yeah, is this yeah. what I really want? Because for me, I'm like an all or nothing type person. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it wasn't half in, half out. For a period, probably it was, but it yeah. was like I always knew this or quote unquote half in, half out period I was going to as I was striving to make this decision. I knew it was going to eventually get to a point where it's like, yeah, no, you gotta pick, you one. have to pick, yeah. Um, and I think when I was like, I know what I'm picking, I'm picking Islam, I'm picking to actively be a Muslim. Mm -hmm. Um, I just everything else fell into place and then I quickly very quickly saw so many changes in myself um as like a result of that decision but I don't yeah. want to take up too much space so I'm gonna no, let you no. talk about yours I think, um well I'll answer after this I think that spiritual growth is one that you know is a very like juicy layered topic because for each person it looks so different and I think we all do come to this point where you know we're at this crossroads where we have to decide what am I gonna do and I feel like when you're younger media paints it out like spirituality is kind of like a coat or something you know mm -hmm. an accessory or something yeah. that just like comes with you when you see on TV like movies or shows about the church or preaching or anything like that you see some people who you would deem as like jesus freaks or like oh those the church people mm -hmm. these people who go to church but it doesn't in regular everyday life in popular movies in inception in i don't know avatar in uh i've never even seen titanic but titanic like you're not seeing <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but you get the point. You're not seeing some super spiritual side of these people. You're not seeing them bow down to God and say, man, I really need you in my life right now. You know, maybe a, a tragedy happens and they're like, oh, God, please get me out of this situation. But it's a five second clip. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes you think like, oh, spirituality, that's just a thing that, you know, you engage in at certain points in your life when you're going through something. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that. And it's like you said, 
you come to this crossroads and that's what growth is really all about is that that point where you even realize dad i gotta make a decision like mm -hmm. i have to i can't like you said half in half out i can't wear spirituality like a coat because it consumes your whole being really like mm -hmm. and this is not i'm not just saying textbook religion islam christianity buddhism anything like that i'm not saying what book you go to i'm saying for real for a connection with self connection with god it just synchronizes so much that mm -hmm. you you naturally will have to come to the crossroads yeah. where you have to say i'm either doing this and i'm staying on this side or i gotta move my butt over yeah. here and that i feel like in anybody's growth journey really does symbolize like a pinnacle of growth because mm -hmm. it's like that really can decide for you a lot a lot of stuff um mm -hmm. and so you know i really did like that you raised a point about the crossroads yeah um did you no um definitely i think i want to hear about your external shifts i feel like we're kind of on the same page as mm -hmm. far as internal shifts and we can Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna go down a rabbit hole with that probably. So yeah. you can talk about kind of the more physical ways that you saw yourself going from one stage to the next in your life. Yeah. So focusing back on this period that I said was probably most transformational, high school to college. High school was a bad, bad time for me. <laughs> and me and Amina went to high school together. We've been best friends for a very long time now. So her interpretation of what was going on with me may not be the same, but high school was a bad time. Now that I'm an adult and I know what depression feels like and I, I can put names to things, anxiety, you know, feelings of hopelessness and all of this. I mean, I had everything because honestly, it was, it was feeling like I was like almost in a cage and this is not speaking to my specific high school I'm saying like the experience that I was having as a person that age going through this experience and I've talked to other high schoolers who go to various high schools and they've expressed like similar sentiments of it's a feeling like okay and it really happens from 13 I enter high school early so that's what I'm saying 13 mm -hmm. um but that period from 13 to like 16 let's say 16 is the age that I left high school I was just like what is going on you know i try something new no this doesn't stick i can't do this people might judge me for this and my thoughts are not my own thoughts i go to school this day people mad at me for this this is happening this is happening and it was like i wanted i had a yearning to be like i want to be myself but you're so subject to peer pressure and what other people have going on and what other people think you should be doing and i feel like that's really really hard and mm -hmm. now like i talk to high schoolers who are experiencing things like i was experiencing colorism racism i went to an all-black high school but i mean people are people i still experience colorism and like having to navigate every day like do people think i'm ugly like mm -hmm. does it even matter if i do my hair because people probably think i'm ugly people cracking jokes about me things like this 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 was consuming my mind and this is not like the only thing but this is consuming my mind in a time where i'm yearning to find some identity for myself mm -hmm. and that drove me to a point that when i got to college you couldn't tell me nothing all hell broke loose like not in a bad way like i was doing anything but I'm completely detached from this. I don't want to hang out with people I used to hang out with. I don't want to talk to nobody from high school. I don't even want to think about high school. As soon as, and a great example of that, people have always called me Gigi in my life when I was younger. That's um, a family nickname that I got. But a great example of that, as soon as I got on campus, my name is Gigi. That's why if you will ever interact with people from college or from um, who went to college with me, they will always call me Gigi mm -hmm. because my name is Gigi. This is the new and improved. This is how I do things. I was. It was just a totally different version of me and I won't say that it was good or bad. Like, you know, I was able to find a sense of self-identity. It might not have been the right sense of self-identity, but it was like shackles were broken off of you me. You kind of like gave yourself a clean slate because yeah, it was a totally yeah, environment. Yeah, literally. Like, nothing of my old life is being brought into this new life. And again, I'm not saying that's good or bad because that definitely comes with some negatives. Like, there are values and things that I'm just now able to get back to because I had this state of release then. I don't want any of this. Mm -hmm. But that external change of literally going from one environment to another was just so healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And at that time, like I said, I was 16. So um, I my mom wanted me to still live at home. So for my first year of college, I was still living with her. But because this change and this growth had already started happening, 
it, it has come to an end for real for real at the end of my first year i was like all right me i'm leaving um i need to go live on campus and i did the only way that i knew how to and that like even sped me up in the future that summer so it was the summer of 2016 and then again the summer of 2017 some of the most hot and popping summers i've had in my entire life <laughs> because i was just so active and just i was exploring so much i was learning so much i learned so much from the summer when i first started going to college and then when i lived on my own i was like what i can be outside till 2 a.m i can do this and i can kick with my friends here and i can go hang out here and i can be across the other way town nobody is calling me right. so these external changes they just symbolize so much to me and i just i learned so much about myself and i think though one negative i can say is that i feel like i let myself go from one mind state to another which mm -hmm. kind of speaks to internal growth but i don't even know if it was growth in this instance it might have been decline um mm -hmm. i went from okay, I know this truth, I know this truth, I know this truth, you know, that I got from high school and a spiritual background and things like that. And then I just kind of like threw it away when I got to college. And was like, mm, it is what it is. I don't have to do none of that. And I let other people's truths become my own. And I'm not going to go too deep into it. But, you know, what I may have felt like, oh, this is black pride and I love myself and this and the third. Somebody else like, uh, you look ghetto. I'm like, what? Like, mm -hmm. I like braids and, you know, things that I felt were, I'm not saying braids is the epitome of black culture, but I just felt like I let go of those things, particularly with going to a PWI, because other people's truths became my own truths. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like that. And now I'm just now realizing post-college that I did that. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, a bit of how external growth went for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. College was, it was an interesting time i feel like that's like the only way i can describe it yeah i feel like i was like 18 different people i feel no. like because like you said you just you give yourself a, a clean new slate basically mm -hmm. because you you're in an environment where you don't know anybody you might i knew some people at my college but mm -hmm. the majority 99 percent of those people didn't know me before i stepped on that college mm -hmm. um and you could just do say I'm whoever I am and mm -hmm. do whatever I think correlates to that identity mm -hmm. and people are just gonna have to take it yeah um, and I feel like for me I was like trying just so many I just didn't know who or what I wanted to be I thought I did yeah I feel like when I like I said I've always been very focused and driven mm -hmm. so I thought I had everything mapped out planned out once I started college but then once I got in that environment I was just tested in so many different yeah. ways. Like, do you really want this thing? Okay, yeah. do you want to be like these people? Do you want to be like these people? Do you want to be yeah. like this? Um, and I feel like I was just like, I don't know. And yeah. I feel like I was literally, like I said, I just feel like I lived like 18 different lives trying to figure out what felt right to me. And I feel like I kind of was starting to get there literally at the very end. Like, senior year, first, second semester, that was when I was kind of like, okay. Am I committed to certain things or am I hanging around certain people because I these are the people that I like want to be around for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. These activities that I'm committed to, is this what I really want to be committed to for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And then I had to make some decisions and I feel like that kickstarted kind of the internal growth um, that I talked about um, earlier. I feel like that kickstarted it mm -hmm. spiritually a little bit, yeah. but definitely didn't really, really happen until like after I was away from college then yeah. that's when the spiritual and just internal growth started to really yeah. um, take off but it sounds like even mentally mm -hmm. that you grew a lot that yeah. you know through trying on these different identities you were able to kind of mm -hmm. you know get some mental growth out of that so, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what um what ways well i guess actually i'll kind of talk about if you don't mind like my mm -hmm. mindset changes between because like i said my growth I think more so happened like during like COVID between college and like now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the ways like my mindsets changed and beliefs changed. Mm -hmm. um, growing up like Islam was always a part of me, but mm -hmm. you just like 
you have to really when you're older you have to decide like if everything do you really believe everything is true like for you like yeah. not because anybody else said it's true but it's right. like is your faith really your own right um and i think that i was able to like ask a lot of questions thankfully like my parents and uh people around me mm -hmm. were um very open to like having conversations and discussions about areas but i'm that i maybe wasn't sure about or hadn't had full clarity on mm -hmm. um and then i think it was kind of like so i think through months i don't know more than months probably like a good like year i just took to really like i'm like any question i have i need to an answer yeah. <laughs> um because i don't i'm not the type of person like i said it's all or nothing if I'm going to be staying 10 toes for right. like my faith and what I believe in, not in a way that's like imposing on other people, but like standing 10 toes for myself, um, I had to like make sure I had a full understanding of everything. Right. And like, for example, modesty was something that like I really struggled with. Talk about modesty. Like, Lord, I mercy. literally had to, everything else in Islam, like, I'm like, I'm good here, I'm good here, I got that. Yeah. Modesty, I was like, why do I need to dress a certain type of way? Like, yeah. I just didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I kind of think I kind of felt like, I'm like, am I, I don't know. I just, I just think that in a lot of ways, I like to be free. And mm -hmm. anything that I feel like, quote unquote mm -hmm. feel like, because nobody's forcing me to do anything. But like, mm -hmm. if I ever felt constricted, I think younger any type of like guidelines or mm -hmm. rules it kind of made me like panic um mm -hmm. even though guidelines and rules will are, save your life will literally <laughs> save your life yeah. Like, yeah. literally i just cannot explain how now i've come to understand like so many things of like how you live your life yeah. if you live within certain bounds you're protected from so, much, so you're just yeah. protected from so much yeah. um and i think that modesty is one of those ways that for me it's protect once i committed to it and obviously i'm not perfect but i'm striving and have inshallah improved a lot yeah. in that area um that was something that like i said like i didn't understand but once i started to understand it more like i don't know it just i saw an external shift with how i presented myself to the world in internal shift and like how i perceived that concept yeah um and i think it's it's interesting that you bring up modesty because even with thinking about college college in terms of spirituality and going back to the concept of what i was saying how people show spirituality in media and in life mm -hmm. it will really do a number on you in terms of that kind of thing yeah. and it's just it's like like you were saying guidelines like you know spirituality and structure even law mm -hmm. law is given to you mm -hmm. you know for a reason when you have these guidelines, it just aids you in such a better way. And I feel like college is so representative of a time when it's like, break free, do whatever you want to mm -hmm. do, you know. Oh, you got it. You're still, you know, we're all going through it. You know, you still have this time. And I think people warn you beforehand, like, oh, you're going to be on your own. Da -da -da -da. You're going to take care of yourself. But th they're talking about it in such a physical sense, like, oh, I got to pay for my own bills. But when you have a quote-unquote freedom of mind or where, like, you're coming in with this blank slate mind, anything can be told to you and you will go along with that like people could tell you oh at heart you're still a muslim even if you're doing this or doing this and you are you muslim just means you submit your will to do the will of god so at the end of the day you are but guidelines like you're, you're not going to be successful outside of the guidelines because that's what guidelines are there for right. you you're not going to be successful breaking the law because the law is there for that reason like that's what it's there for so i feel like even with that, that process, which symbolizes so much growth of re-exploring your beliefs and not even just spiritually, but everything you believe in after that is like a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I went on a tangent about my internal, um, at least in spirituality, that internal shift for me. But mm -hmm. um, how about you for your internal growth during that high school to college era? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say mine's mirrors some of the sentiments that you've been talking about. I feel like growth wise, I just, I learned a lot about myself, you know, going from high school to college. And again, I just want to triple reiterate, it's not all good. It's not all bad. 
but I learned a lot about myself and I think I came into this very keen sense of identity that I really enjoy now. I, because it is such a transition, going from college to post-collegiate, I still had more growth to experience then. Mm -hmm. But I think I kind of really said for myself, like, this is who I'm going to be. You know, that whole idea of new identity. This is who I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. And I kind of lived in that. And I like that I lived in that because it aided so much for me in terms of preparing me for growth and you know um that's something that i think we plan to talk about about like what prepares you for growth i think kind of having that low point for you almost as a launching pad to leap you through the air into something new and i feel like college was that low point i was doing so much to find myself what i thought i liked you know whether it be boys or food or how I want to wear my hair or, you know, what I believe in, what I don't believe in, what standard I want to strive for. I, I, I found that, you know, I want something different now. So having that launch pad of like, okay, I know I don't want this anymore to then leap through the air into something new. I feel like that really just prepared me for the growth that I experienced in college. And again, not all good, not all bad, but I just feel like you know, I did I did experience and I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I also, I think, patience with myself and not being so hard on myself was some of the major things that I learned. One thing that really characterized my experience, um, like I said, I graduated early. And I graduated early, as you know, because I had dual college credits. And so everyone in my family had a plan for me. You're going to go to college. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be out in two and a half, three years. And you're going to do this, this way, and da 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 mm -hmm. And when I got to college, originally, that's the track I was on. My first semester or quarter, I was on Dean's List. I think my second quarter, I might have been on Dean's List or like one grade beneath being on Dean's List. And, you know, that's the track I was on. Then something about that third quarter, I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to be on the track. Like... Sure, it was a track of excellence. I had the ability to graduate in two to three years, but I didn't want it anymore. I wanted to slow down and I wanted to say, what, you know, what do I want to do? I decided, actually, I came to a point in time. So going into college, I paid half of my tuition. I had a scholarship. I paid half. My mother paid the other half. And so I always had a job in college. I worked um, Pot Belly, my favorite restaurant. Um, I worked at Pot Belly. And so that was a big focus. And I was working at Pot Belly and I was trying to keep grades, like all A's. And man, at a certain point, I think it was around that third semester, I decided I don't want grades to be my main focus of being here. And that was hard for me because being a high achieving, you know, person before that, where I'm like top of my class doing all of this, da, 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 it was really hard to make the decision like I don't want to be top of my class. Right. Like and that decision was something internal, you know. My family would ask about my grades. I would tell them like, oh, sometimes I would lie. But I would tell them like, oh, I made a B here, B here. And they would be like, oh, you know, I made the occasional C. I won't lie. And I'm not advocating for, you know, not striving for excellence in academics. You definitely should. But for me, I had to accept a C is fun. Like, mm -hmm. there are some of my peers who are getting like genuine Fs. Like, my standard for myself was always 3.0 or above. And again, not that there's anything wrong with the F, but coming from this background, if I'm all the way up here, I had to, you know, have a middle ground. Yeah. So my middle ground was above a 3.0 is good with me. And if I saw myself inching towards beneath the 3.0, I would kick into gear. But mm -hmm. what I decided would be my focal point is social aspects, relations, learning more about myself and just growing as a person. And academics has to be on the back burner for that. Because here's the thing. One thing, if you in college... We can talk about this in another episode, but when they say C's get degrees, listen, C's do get degrees. They absolutely do. They definitely get degrees. Certain they jobs, they will be like, what was your GPA? Especially when you're fresh out of college. After that first year when you out of college, don't nobody care about that GPA. Literally. Nobody's nobody asking GPA. for your GPA. Nobody care about the GPA. And some career fields, they don't even care at all. So at the point that you got the degree, you just as good as the person who got the honors. Literally. You just as good as them. So I feel like I had to focus on personal growth. I had to focus on what was really growing me. And I'm, that's why I say there is so much growth for me from that high school to college period. Because high school, Eugenia would have never been like, oh, great, still matter. I'm going to focus on personal growth. I don't like this is all I have. Mm -hmm. But college, Eugenia was able to say, 
no, I need to take a step back, look at myself holistically and really develop. And because of that, I excelled, I want to necessarily say academically, but the life I lead now is people who were excelling academically was talking about putting me on. So, mm -hmm. you know, because I made that shift for myself, I was still able to excel career wise and, you know, educationally and all of this because I had to refocus myself in a way that um, other people may have been on a different track, you know, but I had to do what was best for me. So moving away a little bit, though, from heavy on the spiritual and eyes opening side, maybe like a little bit more surface level, but still something very deep. Um, what do you think or how do you think you've grown like personality wise? Like mm. as a person, how do you think you've grown? Oh, my personality has developed a lot. Um, hmm. I think. I used to be very hot-headed. Mm. Um, I feel like I used talk to talk about the hot-headed. I was very hot-headed. Um, I would have, I was very quick with my reactions to everything and mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was always very like defensive mm -hmm. and like just protective of myself. And I felt like anytime I felt like somebody was coming at me or doing something to like Mm-hmm threaten my view of myself or like mm -hmm. I don't even know it was just like these perceived things of my safety mm -hmm. I was just so quick to react so quick to like just go off mm -hmm. um and I think now I have learned how to kind of think five times before I speak mm -hmm. think five times before I make a decision yeah. um and just trying to think like my first reaction is probably not the best reaction yeah like my first thought is probably not going to have all the context i need to yeah. appropriately respond to appropriately like make a decision all these different types of things and yeah. i feel like now i just try to be so much more thorough and intentional yeah i don't know i keep bringing up this word intentional in this podcast but just intentional about the things i say the way that i react um, so I feel like that has made me a lot more, I was never like, uh, I wouldn't say I was like rowdy or loud ever. I don't mm -hmm. think that's really been me, mm -hmm. but just now overall, just so much more calm. Yeah. Um, and I still got a little spicy side, but it's not in a way you know. that like, it's not yeah. in a way that like is confrontational. I would yeah. say it's yeah. like. If you see me getting passionate about something, that's just what it is. It's just passionate. Right. And it's like, usually I try to make sure I'm on the right side of things. And then I, I'm just going to be who I am. If I'm a passionate person, that's just what it is. Yeah. But I feel like before, it used to just be like, girl, you're not even on the right side of this issue. So you yeah. need to, let's bring it back. Yeah. Um, And let's think before you say that next thing. Seriously. So yeah. I think that that has definitely changed within me. I think... Something I'm constantly working on is like mm, my communication, um, which kind of ties into the other thing, but just like being more communicative. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I used to be so, on one hand, I was very like reactionary and would like go off, but like a part of those quick reactions would just be to like cut something off completely. I'm not asking any questions. I don't want to hear it. I see something I don't like. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. We don't need to be a part of each other's lives anymore. Anything yeah. I'm done. And it's like, that leaves no room for healthy communication. That, do, that mm -hmm. leaves no room for atonement. That just doesn't leave room for anything. And mm -hmm. you cannot go through life like that. No. And I feel like my um, communication skills have gotten so much better now. And I think it would came from like, like I said, that urge to like protect myself. Yeah. Um, but like, you can protect yourself and also be willing to have like effective conversations and hear somebody else's viewpoint. Um, you can also have effective communication and not cower down on your viewpoint. You just yeah. have to learn how to say it in a way that is respectful of the other person, um, in a way that you're advocating for yourself, but also understanding like everything is a two-way street. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've really like worked on, I think, and have it's changed a lot um it's changed my personality and just like how i handle all of my different day-to-day -day interactions or conflict or anything like that and yadina knows about this because literally 
when I tell you so much growth in our friendship. Like, Definitely. literally, like, not that, I mean, we've been hosts since the day we met, literally. Yeah. But just, we challenge each other mm -hmm. to, like, we can, we can see the, as you can see the negative aspects of my personality and, like, we stick with each other as we're mm -hmm. trying to, like, push through that. Like, let's mm -hmm. overcome that. Um, so, yeah, that was, those are some ways my personality changed, but how about you? Well, it's crazy because mine's the direct opposite of yours. <laughs> I have embraced aggression. I, I'm, I won't go to classify it as aggression because I'm, you know, I'm not aggressing anybody or I'm never the aggressor, but assertiveness to its max where it almost borders on aggression and here's mm -hmm. why you might think aggressive black women nobody wants to be that you know whatever but nothing will ever happen for you in my opinion without you setting that hard boundary and not hard like oh if someone kind of toes it it'll be okay but you know i still have this boundary no boundary there mm -hmm. you, you know not to cross it you don't even want to cross it you don't even think to cross it none of that because you know it's an eat or get eight kind of reality and I never want to be a predator that's not my intent and that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying I'm actively aggressing people or anything but I'm not about to get eight like I'm not about to be the prey ever mm -hmm. so because of that I have had to embrace that side of myself whereas before I can remember times particularly in high school but also in college where I was kind of like, oh, you know, this person said this thing to me, but I'm not going to do, you know, I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do this. And it's like, no, stand on it, stand mm -hmm. on it. And I can, a small example that I can cite that shows that progress of thinking is when I first started college, I had a professor. It was a Caucasian woman and nobody at all ever should be standing in work. You know, I stand on that. None of us should be standing at work. But of course, in today's reality, black people, we feel we have reclaimed the word and thus we say it. Okay. This woman, she says, and this is like my freshman year, she says, oh, we're doing a presentation and make sure in your presentation you don't use no profanity. Like, don't say this, don't say this, and don't say, boop, the N-word. But she says the word. And so, I'm looking around the class like, this just happened. Because it wasn't even a context for it. Mm -hmm. She wasn't saying like reading something. She wasn't like, oh, what is this word on the board? She just said, don't say this, don't say this, don't say this. Now this is a young professor. She's like in her late 20s, early 30s. She just wanted to say it. You just wanted she to say it. And really, really, I was the only black girl in the class. And it was a mixed girl in there also. She saw me and wanted to say it. <laughs> she, no, come on. It was targeted. Let's so. be for real. She saw me and she was like, don't say. Because who are you talking to? Right. Why would anybody else in the present come? Like, right. you being funny. So after this, it was on my heart, literally burning my heart to like write her an email or say something to her about it. But mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then I had a friend in the class who was an Asian guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, the professor said the N word the other day. That's like what I said. I said, the professor said the N word. He said, what? And he said the oh, word. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what? I was like, what? So at that point, I was like, okay, this is very weird. Now, fast forward. So this shows my mental state. It was on my heart to say something. And again, I'm using this as a comical example. But it was on my heart to say something. I didn't say something. Because I was like, you know, it's something we could do. I don't want to raise mm -hmm. a fuss. I'm the only black girl in the classroom. I don't want to shake things up. Senior year, I had another professor. It was, um... For a study abroad class and we were talking about like moroccan literature it wasn't even moroccan lebanese literature okay. and so we're reading a book and again i'm the only black person in this class no no no. i had a, there was another black person in the class with me and then there was a mixed girl in the class also but the rest of the students are white the professor is reading and in the text she assigned the text for us to read the night before in the text i had already read a couple of sentences of it I didn't truthfully read it all, but I had already read that it says the N word a couple times. This woman, so and so and so in, so and so and so in, so and so and so in, so and so and so in. And I mean, every, just every, time. every time. And at this point, again, this is a space of uncomfortability. I'm amongst my peers, you know, white peers who, in PWIs, 
you had a sense of respectability politics. You don't want to look like you're raising a fuss or nothing like that. But I raised my hand. I said, I think we can get the gist of the story if you could please just skip over the word. Mm. And she seemed so huh, offended. Oh, uh, okay, of course. We reading along with you. We can see it on the paper. What you need to say it for? So having that to me just shows a small bit of growth of what I'm saying of like assertiveness and okay it was wrong then it was wrong now but i i don't care what nobody in here think mm -hmm. you're not gonna be in here because con i feel like you're talking to me you constantly call me on my name so mm -hmm. you're not gonna be in here doing it and i think that's the level of assertiveness and aggressiveness i'm speaking about of something happens and i'm quick to speak up about it you know sometimes that's mm -hmm. to a fault sometimes i'm in the wrong like you said you know you're not always right in speaking up about something but i've decided like I have to speak up about it because again predator prey somebody will do you in on the basis of they think you could take it mm. you're not gonna think i could take it you're not even gonna fix your mouth to say something yeah. to me because you already know the standard with which i operate at you know mm. what you could get across and what you can't get across and having that boundary for myself it keeps me out of so much like i'm not getting into it with people constantly I'm not going back and forth having arguments and this happens and this happens because people already know the baseline Yajita not the one. Mm. She not the one, so we not even gonna go here. And that comes with its own connotation. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it brings me an immense level of peace. So yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely can I add on to that? I go, just wanna go. because that is also so in the ways that I talked about my communication skills improving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did like so in some ways I was I was still standing on the fact I know that I was very reactionary, mm -hmm. but I did not advocate for myself i wasn't proactive in advocating for myself and like my personality mm -hmm. i was very i wouldn't say like in like academic well in academic environments maybe so maybe so but i'm thinking in terms of like my just like relationships with like other people like family friends peers co-workers all these different types of things i would not like proactively set like boundaries or i would just be so scared to like say the things that I like expected or mm. needed mm -hmm. um because I didn't want to appear a certain way so it wasn't necessarily I didn't want to appear like an angry black woman or something like that because it wasn't even issues like that but mm -hmm. more so like what do I want and expect and need as a person I didn't want to come off a certain type of way I don't want to come off too conversational I don't want to come off too needy I don't want to come off too high maintenance I don't mm -hmm. want to come off all of these different types of things mm -hmm. but i feel like now i know how to respectfully say yeah. this is what i want this is what i need right. and um you either get with it or get lost like that's just it is what it is kind of like what you said not necessarily predator or prey definitely but like just you either you gotta i can you finally speak not. up yeah. for myself and like you know you can take it or you can leave it yeah um and you know, I have a certain way that I like to do that um, because, you know, like I said, I've been trying to be healthy in how I communicate these things. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I finally have the courage to say like, mm, yeah, that wasn't okay. Or, you know what, I need this from you. And if you can't get that to me, you know, this friendship is we're going to struggle or whatever um, or this dynamic. So I think that definitely I just 100% agree about what you said, learning yeah. to advocate for yourself. Um, and just like speak up. I feel like definitely that must be like a a black girl thing. I don't yeah, know. Like just in so many ways, I feel like we're just like silenced or taught to minimize mm -hmm. ourselves. And I feel like as you get older, you mm -hmm. understand like we nobody's gonna speak up for you but yeah. you. Yeah. So no, and sometimes you gotta speak up for other people. Exactly. So, yeah. Going off of that, um, and again, just talking about like growth that we've experienced as people. What do you think, you know, was the obstacle or difficulty with the growth? Like, obviously, it wasn't all sweet. So, like, what do you think was some obstacles that you faced? Yeah, I think it's been the same obstacle in every type of growth. Whether my growth was spiritual, whether my growth was in my personality, whether my growth was in, with external life circumstances. Mm -hmm. I think it was constantly, if you're going from one, you can't stay in a gray area. You can't stay in between two things. Mm -hmm. So constantly being faced with having to make the decisions. Am I going to take what's coming with this next, like this next level, with mm -hmm. this next period? Like, mm -hmm. because 
you have to make adjustments like yeah. you don't you don't just you don't accelerate or go to the next level and more is not demanded of you yeah you're not taking to the, uh, a new stage and you don't lose something like yeah. things come off of you and you also gain other things yeah but it's like you can stay where you at or you can make a decision to choose this next thing and i think for me i was experiencing and have been experiencing so many changes like rapidly within like a three year span yeah. and it was like it felt like everything was just high stakes it's like choose this or choose this choose this or choose this like are you going to go forward with this or are you going to stay where you where you were yeah and it, it's just a painful process so yeah i think just going from one stage of yourself to yeah. a new version of yourself you just like you grieve the older version of yourself you grieve yeah. everything that came with that mm -hmm. um which is good but sometimes difficult yeah. and then you have to take on more um it's like what is it what's the quote like to whom much is given much is required yeah. like if you're going to get more if you're going to be better more is going to be demanded out of you so yeah i really like the point that you made about like losing something because i think for me that's been the same obstacle of like you have to be okay with completely abandoning mm -hmm. this thing whatever it is for the growth um that you're attached to like mm -hmm. sometimes it comes in the characteristic of people sometimes it comes into like you know way of ideas mm -hmm. or you know beliefs or jobs or anything like even when i transitioned from um potbelly working at potbelly to the finance field i had to i didn't know if i was gonna get a job in finance i said i just have to leave this because i know i want something and so in order to take that next step you just really do again like you were talking about earlier with picking the sides and also mm -hmm. like the crossroads that you know you're put on spiritually you have to choose you cannot hold the hand of one thing and start trying to join hands with another yeah. thing it's gonna tear you apart literally so mm -hmm. you have to decide yeah. yeah no that's so true um yeah. as we kind of wrap it up mm -hmm. what after all of this talk about growth what how would you describe the era that you are in we asked everybody on instagram but like what do you what what, what how would you describe your and you don't have to just say oh three words how would you yeah it's like how would you yeah i'm definitely in my creative girl era and amina knows this but everything is a project for real for real like i mean this is a project um i've been doing a lot of house development i've been doing personal development um you know some of the creative arts that i used to do like everything is a project and i love it um there was once upon a time where I would be feel burdened by having to do so many things, but the will to persist has definitely been with me. Like I've just, you know, been pretty consistent on projects and, you know, things that have been in the works for months, I've just been continuing on. So I would definitely say it's the creative girl era for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I think I answered on the Instagram. Um, I think that my answer still remains the same. I kind of like my all or nothing era mm -hmm. i think with everything right now i'm just trying to give 110 percent and i feel mm -hmm. like it's been this way for a while now but i still feel like i'm in this yeah. um just like everything i want to like just get i want to show up for people like you know i want them to show up for me like i want to like if I say that I'm going to do something, I want to do it. And I want to do it to its full capacity. Yeah. I want to, when I start something, I want to finish it. Like, yeah. I just want to All see everything through. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, things that I can receive. Like, if, I don't know, it's just everything that I think that I need or deserve. And not in an entitled way, but just, you have standards for yourself. Like, yeah. it's literally everything I want it to be 110% like it's yeah. just like I'm I just don't want to give a little bit of myself I don't want to play back and forth like I just want to show up and show out like fully in everything so I feel like I call it my all or nothing era love that love that and that's a great note um for us to conclude on so before we close I have an amazing quote related to growth so the quote is, 
Keep on growing, keep on changing, keep on evolving until you reach perfection. And the quote is, of course, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So thank you all for sticking with us thus far. Um, that was, you know, this has been such a journey. This first episode alone, you know, from the inception to now we've put so much work and love into it and we're very happy about that. Um, make sure that you comment, that you like, um, that you, you know, interact with us. We love engagement, like we said. Yeah. We're, this is a For The People podcast. We want to talk to you all. We want you all to talk to us. We want to be inspired by you all and we hope that we can inspire you. So, you know, comment. Tell us what you thought about it. If you think it sucks, we hope you put it in the DMs and not Yeah, please put that in the DMs. It made me not publicly. <laughs> but Don't eat us up too hard. If you love it, you know, make sure you say that because we really, really, really would appreciate it. So. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. like our DMs are always open. I know we've been doing a lot of asking you all what you want to see and hear um, on our Instagram. But, you know, if there's a day we're not doing that and you just want to DM us like, I want to hear about free. this. I have this idea and I would really like to see you all do this. 110%. We are open to that. Um, yeah. So we really just hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, it's probably going to be a little rough just because it's very like casual between us. Um, but we yeah, just we some talking girls. For Listen, for as you can see, we talk. You have a good key. We love, literally like love. we will keep key all day. Mm -hmm. um, even now we're like we have to end this um, because it's been going for a very long time and we know we can talk about all of this stuff all day. We might do like a later part two or something. Yeah. Um, but let us know if you want that. Yeah, we'll definitely do a Let us know what you want um, and how you enjoyed this and what your thoughts are about what we've talked about. But thank you all so much, and we hope that you'll be tuned in next time we drop. Yeah, we'll let you know when we'll post next on our Instagram, so make sure you're following. Yes. Bye. Bye.